Hey, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today we have our special guest, Sarah Hedrick, here with us to break down our comic book of the month, which we will reveal shortly. Before we do so, Sarah, how's it going? It's going really well. How are you? How was work? I'm doing good. Work was great. Uh, it was a very busy day. So this is the perfect, you know, any, any time yep. that I feel like when you're working and it's funny too, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this. Uh, the, uh, my brother, we were talking yesterday about podcasts or about my dad, my parents drove up to visit us. Uh, they're moving my brother out. And my dad was like, Hey, have you ever read ready player two? And I was like, no, I haven't. Well, he was like, you've seen the first movie though, right? Because my dad, my dad is not a reader. And uh, I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, I just listened to the entire audiobook on the drive up from Texas. So he like had it on while he was listening. And my brother was like, that's why podcasts are so popular is because yeah. it's like for those really long drives or the drive to work. And, uh, you know, it, it's nice because when you're listening to it, whether you're listening or recording, it feels like like you're decompressing in a sense, like yep. you don't have to do any talking. I mean, we're going to be talking in this episode, but when you're <laughs> listening, you don't have to do any talking. You can just kind of decompress. But I feel like when you have a really busy work day too, doing a podcast like this is incredibly de-stressing in that regard, yeah. especially like when you get to talk about comic books. So I'm, yeah. I'm pumped to be here. I'm happy to have you on and I'm excited to de-stress with you. Yes, me too. Especially about Black Widow. Yeah, and that's what I would say too. The yeah. content is actually pretty stressful. <laughs> the this series <laughs> was was awesome in the best way. So what we're going to be talking about for this month's uh, comic book episode is Black Widow. Uh, this is the 2016 run by Mark Wade and Chris Samini. And it is 12 issues. So it is one through 12. They're available on Marvel Unlimited. And I would highly recommend checking these out. Uh, I mean, I highly recommend anything that I talk about on this. The, well, there's some things I say no to. But uh, for this, yes, this was a really great series. I had read it uh, a couple of issues when it first came out. I, I haven't made a secret that I've, I'm not really a huge Black Widow fan. So I've got a lot of room to catch up. And that is why, Sarah, we have you on the show. Because <laughs> you are the, the resident expert on Black Widow. And so when we talked about about it and said hey let's do this this uh, uh series i started reading it and I, I, no joke i was like okay I, I set it on my calendar i was like sunday morning i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna just however long it takes me i'm gonna just read this i blazed through this like crazy and it was i mean yes because it was interesting but it was fast it felt yeah. like everything was balls to the wall just like go 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 and i think i finished all 12 issues in like an hour hour and a half yeah. something like that and i still like i retained it all i was like wow and i think that's a credit to not only mark wade's writing but 100 percent chris's art like the the uh, oh he's yeah one of my favorite artists i don't i, I don't know yeah. I don't know if we ever talked about favorite artists or writers for comics, but Chris Samini is, he's right up there with uh, uh, David Aja. And they, they kind of have that similar style where it's very bare bones. There's not a lot mm -hmm. of fluff going on, but the way that they draw is very, it's very clean. And, yep. uh, and Samini, he's, he may be well known too for, he did a really big daredevil run with Mark Wade as well. And yeah, that was one of, that's actually one of my favorite Daredevil runs, specifically because of that art. And Mark Wade, I mean, Mark Wade's a classic writer too. He's been with Marvel for, God, he's, he's one of those guys I feel like I've heard in some interviews where they say that he's like the Marvel encyclopedia. Like if yeah. you have any questions about continuity, Mark Wade like knows it because he's written so much over the years and now he's kind of the... 
the the older stable horse in a sense where like if you want a reliably good story get mark wade on it and get him writing it mm-hmm. his his stint on captain america too was was really good oh um, yeah was that in the 90s a, I think late 80s or late 80s okay. or no 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 I'm sorry you're right I think it was like 90 96 okay is when he took over yeah yeah and I I didn't start reading Captain America until Brubaker got on it but mm-hmm. those are those ones where I I'm, I'm slowly building up the courage to dive into those backlogs and, and hit all those <laughs> 80s and 90s comics but uh yeah so super excited to talk about uh these uh issues and we'll we'll dive right in. So this uh, this first issue and the first arc is essentially the entire series. It's really cool because it has a lot. I, I, saw, I noticed a lot of similarities with the movie, but it's yes. a completely different plot, in, except in some regards. But like, so this intro plot, uh, the episode opens up with Natasha uh, essentially escaping from S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, so you're already like, oh, no, she's like, she's the bad guy in this situation. But we get this really cool because, you know, you're like, oh, it can't be true. But what I wanted to call out was, again, with with Samini's art, you're getting to see just so much kinetic storytelling. And I loved this throughout. And that's probably why it's really easy to read. This is there's not a lot of dialogue. It's not it's the exact opposite of Brian Bendis. And, you know, you get all these panels and it's just fighting. And the fight, the, the, they're beautifully rendered. And you get to this beautiful page. My favorite one is starting off is just that wide shot. And I'll, I'll show you. The readers can't see it, but it's on. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is up. on yep. page yep. six. Of her. So she's like fighting <laughs> yeah. through the all of S.H.I.E.L.D. They can't stop her. We know they can't stop her. And she's she gets out of every you know little trap she's put in. And she just jumps out this window. And you get the explosion and then her jumping out and then a close up on her face. And I love this because I think this goes back almost and that she talks about it multiple times in here of her being afraid and doing it anyway, kind of like we talked mm-hmm. about in the movie where, and she says that I think to recluse later on in the, in the series where she says like, you're never, you were too afraid to blah, blah, blah. And so this, I just loved this shot because that close up on her eyes and you just, it it's unwavering. And it's like, she's cool with it and she's literally and then you you get to the black widow page and it's that she jumped out of a helicarrier yeah so it was like oh well, my god i mean and and i loved i loved so that panel you're talking about of the close-up on her face and her like jumping through the explosion that that to me is they pulled the 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 film the film writers the filmmakers pulled that like directly from this book i i I feel like i mean it looks exactly the same and then the next panel the 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 title page is her you know little tiny natasha i know so small (laughs) the size of an ant yes uh and it it's and then the next i mean we'll talk about it but the next sequence is the free fall exactly it's, it's very similar yep yep so again just like always the comics did it first uh you can always argue that the movies maybe do it better but uh it's always nice to see these shots in here whether you see them before you watch the movie or after they're so exhilarating and it really shows how uh, how special of a medium comic books are yeah. Uh, and I think we've talked about this on multiple episodes of just this idea of like, I, I, and I love reading, but it's like when you read, your mind has to do a little extra work 
to create the scenes in, in your head. And comic books are so cool because the scenes are created for you. And so every person who yeah. reads this is experiencing it the exact same way, which is really cool. And I'll call out too, it's Chris Samney. I, I always say Samney with like an I in, in the middle, like <laughs> something like that. But yeah. uh, no, so it's Samney. And also a uh, great call out for the color art by Matt, Matthew Wilson. Yes. He yep. is a king, the king of color, one of the best out there. Uh, I've, I don't, I can't tell you what he's done. Uh, I know he's been in a lot of stuff though. And so anytime I'm really yeah. like, wow, that color popped, I'll look and it's like, oh, it's Matt Wilson. Well, like he, he's also, he also worked on Daredevil. I don't know if it was the same issues as uh, Wade and, and Samney, but uh, he also worked on Daredevil. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised. This, I was just going to say this, this run is probably visually my absolute favorite just because everything is so delicious to look at it's yes. like it's just like a feast for your eyeballs the the complementary colors and the lines um i mean it's it feels very peak black widow i feel like it does it, re it really does natasha justice i would say throughout this yes. to the point where again you're reading this and you're you're sucked in and from here you get you're just looking at shield essentially trying to chase her down so it's it's almost the opposite of the the free fall scene in the movie but you know they're jumping out with their cars kind of like the car from agents of shield uh chasing yeah. after her and they've got the guys on the jet packs and she's literally free falling and i just love on uh so like on page 10 they uh, uh she's got like that really cool pose right before she gets to the car and then with the daintiest tap of her toe she presses the eject button on to the yes, car and the yes. person shoots out it's just like that is peak natasha like she yep. she kills it in every scene that she's in and then she does that to the other people as well the other people free falling and uh, i love you know she kisses the one guy on the helmet kind of distracts <laughs> him a little bit and launches his parachute and then she keeps going down. And it's funny too, you know, we're now basically 13 uh, pages in when she lands on the ground. So she's been free falling for 13 pages, basically. Mm -hmm. And she's got to bike their weight, just like in the movie, you know, she escapes on a bike and now it's a car chase, except here, pretty cool. It's a flying car chase. And so, you know, they're chasing after her, trying to tell her, get her to stand down and she won't and, and can't stand down. She just, it's not part of her. She blows up the cars. Uh, and finally gets everybody. And there's even one shield agent that kind of catches her off guard uh, closer towards the end. But even then we get a, what it looks like one of those, uh, what is it like 12 or 16 panel pages where it's a bunch of tiny shots, no dialogue yeah. of her uh, disarming the guy, taking his gun, knocking him out and him trying to stab her. And she smacks him in the face with a rock. Again, very, very, very visceral. And yeah. by the end of this, you know, he's coming at her and he says, whatever you stole from us. So that's the whole impetus of this whole thing is that she stole some information from S.H.I.E.L.D. And he says, mm -hmm. whatever you stole from us, Widow, I hope it was worth it. And the final yep. page is her standing over him, knocked out, saying, me too. <laughs> yeah. And, and you don't know what it is yet. Yeah. You know it's important. The, 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 the one line of dialogue in between, like all of those tiny shots you were talking about, is one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents saying... Mother Murphy, she turns a 40,000 foot fall, a, a 40,000 foot fall into a ballet. Yeah. And I, and there, there's a lot of art. Chris Samney is, is so good at this, but you know, Natasha's background in ball or 
perceived background in ballet, there's a lot of shots of her like turning all these uh, action sequences. It, it looks so graceful and elegant yes. um, into a, a sort of dance. Um, but the way that the way that he said that is because uh, she lands, she lands without injury. She lands in one piece and it looks so she makes it look so easy, so graceful. Yeah. Uh, and then we jump into the next issue, which also has some interesting, I would I thought interesting call out ties to uh, the movie. Uh, it's a, taking place at a shield funeral. And I love this because uh, as you see throughout this issue, there's, there's spies within the spies. There's like bad guys in shield at this funeral. And Natasha is also at this funeral and they're talking like, oh, you know, we bury our agents here because nobody can find this place. And I'm like, there's a lot of people here that, you know, know this place exists in this scene. So I don't think it's that secretive, but there's a shot where she's looking, uh, she's looking through the, the uh, scope of her gun. It's mm-hmm. like a big shot. I think it's on, it's on page five. Uh, reminded me exactly of Yelena looking through the gun in Black oh, Widow yeah. when they're on the the um, top of the buildings. Mm-hmm. And the, the close-up of the face right there at the top. Is oh, and like... by the way, I actually did uh, have that as a screenshotted photo, the Mother yeah, Murphy yeah. thing as well. So good call yes. on it. It looks like we're, we're definitely on the same page. And so, yeah, that was my other screenshot was this scene of her looking down the scope. I thought that yeah. was super cool. You know, it's funny too, and I think we're going to get to it soon. I just saw what my other photo was, which was the Avengers interrogation that comes here. Shortly. Yes, I, I was I'm... like, man, I didn't see that. And that I, in this case, though, I would think that the comic pulled that from the movie because this came out yes. way, you know, way after the comic. 2016, yeah, four years later. So what did you make of this whole, uh, this whole funeral scene? Because she's basically um, trying to get some info is what I was understanding. And, and uh, but at the same time, she's kind of getting double crossed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's she um, she usually has a leg up on on everybody else. But this they they outsmarted her, which is um, not typical. But uh, I enjoyed that we, you know, at first we don't know what's going on. She stole from S.H.I.E.L.D., and to us that on the face of it, it looks, looks bad, but we see that she's, you know, in the shadows here, she's protecting the shield agents. She's exactly. going around and, and taking out the assassins. So, so we know that something is, something's going on with her. Um, and, but she's still on the, you know, quote unquote, good team. Um, so I, I, I appreciated seeing that. And I loved the, I, I don't know. I don't have page numbers in here, but it's mm-hmm. the it's the panel where it's up close on Agent Elder and Hill, and there's the guy that's right behind them with the knife, and Natasha just silently goes up. I mean, it's probably five feet behind them both, and takes out that guy, and neither of them notice. <laughs> yeah, and isn't I it love at it. the same time that they're talking about? uh about her yeah they're talking about her and it's like uh she's right behind and they're like yeah we're on the hunt for her i i bet you i can smell her kind of thing it's like yeah you probably can't she's right behind you uh but yeah that that whole bit was super cool and then we kind of see the extent of who we'll find out later and all the intricacies of that of the weeping lion of uh you know how how far his reach is that you know he says hey i've got the the pastor priest is, uh, you know, fitted with C4 right now and he'll blow up, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, some of the other agents as well 
come over or just some other people in masks come over and knock her out. And yeah. the next thing we see is this awesome shot of her tied up with ba a bag on her head and a bunch of soldiers standing around her identical to that scene in the Avengers, which was great yep. because uh, just like, honestly, I liked it better in this, in this uh, story than in the movie because she, I mean, she just wreaks havoc very, very fast. And again, I, I just mm -hmm. love this. Like they, they know, or Mark apparently knows exactly when to use the dialogue. And I loved throughout this entire series that it said storytellers, Mark Wade and Chris Samney, and then art by Chris Samney. So it's like, Chris is actually helping do the story by telling it without the dialogue. Oh, yeah. But you get these like yeah. dialogue parts where she's saying, or he's saying, you know, this is, uh, welcome to the lion's den. You know, how foolish do you feel that you fell into this trap? And then we get just a couple pages of no dialogue at all because she's beating the crap out of every single person <laughs> and she knocks them all out. And then the weeping lion shows up and he says, you know, so much for my men. And he says, you surrounded me with amateurs. I love that. And, uh, but he's like feeding a lion that's in a cage. And so this weeping lion guy I thought for half a second, I was like, this isn't Craven the Hunter, is it? Only because of I the, did too. like the frills his, on his sweatshirt. But he's kind of like, bill. this is a new guy specifically for this story. Yeah. And he's essentially just a, I don't know what you would call him. Like a, not necessarily a, he's kind of a truth seeker in that sense. Like he, he wants, so basically the information that he wants is like all of these shield secrets and he wants to, and he has all of this dirt on Natasha. And one way or another, he's just like, he's trying to release all of that information. Is, am I getting that right? That he like, because he was saying, you need to help us. And if not, I'm going to release all of your information out on the web. Uh, and yeah. I'll double check. What was it that he was wanting otherwise, though? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it essentially starts out, he, he wants her to think that he's blackmailing her. Um, and and that's what we think we think that for the first few few books of the run but um it it all builds to that flashback where he basically just wants vengeance on her for yeah. um killing was it his uncle or his dad i don't remember but um yeah um, well as we find out later on i'm pretty sure it's his father and the other guy's his cousin, yeah. uncle. So like he, his father's the one who died. This guy, I think was supposed to have been killed. And then the other kid was sleeping in the backseat is, how I, is so, how I remembered it. I, I think the way I read it, cause it's not, it's not super clear, but the way I read it uh, is kind of like a cat playing with its prey a little bit. Um, I think he just wanted to, to, mess her around um and kind of kind of toy with her that way um but yeah it's it's not other than vengeance i'm not sure what what his end goal was was gonna be i don't know what did you think yeah i mean at least from this uh part and maybe even into the next one like it, it sounded like and i'm seeing here he's he wants to have her go get something for him so he's yeah. basically having her infiltrate somewhere. And if she double crosses him at any point, she he shows her like all of these files that he has on her and says, all yeah. of this will go public. So it's kind of a simple exchange. And she says, fine, you have a deal. 
Uh, but like at this point, I don't think she or anyone really realizes what it is that he's asking of her because eventually yeah. as you know, of course it, it ends up going south. And so that's where, you know, we kind of jump into this next one. She's walking around in town and I loved this bit where as she's walking, yeah. there's a bunch of people talking to her from the weeping lions perspective. And yeah. uh, God, that was just was, I don't know. I thought that was really cool the way they did it. Again, that's the beauty of comics. You've got one word bubble for one person. They walk by. The next person's got another word, like super cool. Yeah, it was very, and it, it, it speaks to, like you said, his influence and how, how far his, his reach extends. Uh, the one thing I wanted to point out real quick, the information, the data dump that he was threatening to do on her was very Alexander Pierce yeah um, a la yeah. the winter soldier um which i i think this pulled from the movie but it was still it was still a nice little nugget oh yeah and at that i mean at that point you're you're basically just saying like all of these guys are the exact same right like they all want yeah. something and if you don't give it to them they're gonna blackmail you so it's not like that big of a <laughs> oh my god they just copied winter soldier it's like no oh, that makes sense for the character they, that's the way they yes. are yeah uh, i got another great screenshot here so basically she's eluding everyone in as, as she goes and she finally sneaks off and goes to russia that's where she's supposed to be going and when she gets there there's this beautiful scene it's a three panel of just a bunch of ah ooh, ooh, and then uh, a, a knife yes. clunks into yeah. the trunk and then she's just standing there crouched and all of the guys are knocked out and it's just it just is perfect because it's coming off of a page with no dialogue another page with no dialogue and then moves into another one where she's now sneaking into what she's assuming at this point because we start seeing again gorgeous art for it flashbacks i love yep. this all of her flashbacks play out in real time and if she's seeing them they're all red and so you know she's like walking through the woods and she sees where she used to train and there's people training there and they're all red they're all ghosts but then even in the flashbacks the panels change from black to white but it's all in a red hue. So that's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's all Matt Wilson at that point. Yeah. Because again, just love that. The same, it's the same as the movie with like yeah. everything having that red hue and just being so totally Black Widow. And she's getting Brilliant. flashbacks of uh, her and one of her quote unquote sisters at this point. And she says, we don't know who it is, but at one point she does say, or her name is Anya, but she says, I'm not mama's little recluse, not Natasha. Let me come with you. And uh, obviously that becomes her name later on. And so she's she's kind of getting the the coming home syndrome in a sense, because she's back now at where the Red Room was. So at this point now, presumably we want, or the Weeping Lion wants something from the Red Room, whether that's information yeah. or maybe he wants, well, we don't know more than what we know, assumedly right, it's right. information, but we find out later yeah. that it's something very different. So now it's kind of coming more into view in that regard. Uh, but yeah, she's she's walking through the house and there are some people in this house at this point, which she easily dispatches, no problem, and knocks them all out. And I loved, we got another beautiful uh, screenshot here yes of her doing her ballet stuff and kicking ass with her ballet moves like <laughs> yes. i don't know I, what more you could want from any of this yeah yeah I just <laughs> yeah exactly it's just 
It's amazing. I mean, it's again, beautiful. I wasn't, I, I forgot how good this series was. And it just, I was smiling so much reading this. I was just like, God, this is just so good. Cause mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I feel like when you're reading and there's too much dialogue and it, it, it depends on the dialogue though, right? Like there's certain ones where you want that dialogue and you're just eating it up. But there's a lot of ones where you're like, just get on with it. Or like, why are you talking this much while you're fighting? And I love that yeah. Natasha does not talk when she fights. She just fights. And, uh, and then when she's doing other things, like she doesn't think out loud very much, which is cool because that's part of her spy mentality. Like we, we shouldn't be knowing what she's thinking all the time. And it just, it really shines in this episode. Mm-hmm. And then we get uh, we get the uh, the I think the rest of this issue is uh, flashback basically uh, yeah, yeah it is of her going down into the basement in the catacombs and we see a flashback of her quote unquote mother uh, the old um, headmistress of the red room who interesting I really liked the way she said now you know she like Natasha got injured and so she's helping her heal her wound but she says now you know how to knit a wound I will not demonstrate again. And I just, I like the way yeah. that she did that. Cause it was like, okay, all right. You know, she's got to learn fast. Yep. Yeah. And so she gets down there and uh, she's kind of rooting around and she finds, she's looking for something underneath of a, of a bookshelf, basically. Like, I think she's almost looking for a, like a. She stashed a weapon. Yeah. yeah. She like, she grabs a knife and, uh, but then she's, or she put a knife down there. Oh, I just got this because I thought she was looking for a button or something. So the flashback is showing her putting the knife there. She goes to look for it. It's not there. Well, come to find out, we see a shadow behind her and she gets stabbed by a little baby widow spider, uh, a little spider baby. And uh, (laughs) this little girl, I I, I found it interesting. I don't know if you thought this is very much so towards the end, but the little kids, uh, they look like they have adult faces. Did you feel that way? Yeah, adult faces and like dead eyes like just (laughs) like no expression it's so sad but yeah it's like them having to grow up really fast yeah it's like uh yeah oh super yeah you see it in that where yeah she's got the dead eyes and then the last scenes are going ah and it says next dark room so now we're we're no longer in the red room anymore we're going to the dark room which is really cool generation yeah and now i think if it wasn't apparent already this was the issue where i was like even the covers are amazing because this this cover (laughs) is so good for issue four like the and i what did it make you think of anything because it made me think of something that we talked what? about red sparrow the oh, other yeah. spot because they literally have red sparrows sitting on this fence uh, yeah. I, was like, is I, that ha- I need to see it i still need to see it there's no there's absolutely no rush trust me i actually would be curious <laughs> to hear what you would think if it, you like it better or worse than black widow because it it's right around yeah. at the same caliber level i would say it's just a lot it's... more dark from from what i do know about it it's the exact story that i i had wanted and so i've i've just been i guess pointlessly trying to spite a movie <laughs> which makes no sense <laughs> but well, look you get you get jennifer lawrence and uh, like i said there's some great twists and the camera work is amazing and the entire time I watched it, I did pretend it was a Black Widow movie. So that made me enjoy it a little more. I was like, this is just an, I mean, it's from the multiverse. So we're good, right? Oh, there you 
go. Okay. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Now I can watch it. Now I can yes, watch exactly. It. Yeah. You're all set. And here we <laughs> open up in this next issue and more of the same in the best way we get just panels of her blacking out and waking up no dialogue. We see she's being taken to like an old shed basically. And then she has some flashbacks, same thing, kind of building up the relationship between her and recluse. And we find out that this old guy who's like the, what was he? So what is he supposed to be like the game warden or something at the place? I, I, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent clear. I think he used to be like a caretaker, maybe something like um, that. Yeah. Cause it shows he's yeah. like teaching her to shoot. Yep. Yep. But now he's all maybe. old. Yes. Yeah. And uh, his name's Iosef. But she, oh, and he's blind as well. So he's kind of just at the end of his days, but somehow he was able to find her and kind of nurse her back to health. And if we thought that a knife wound was going to stop, you know, Natasha, think again, because... It's a flesh wound. Yeah, it's just a flesh wound for her at this point. Honestly, she may have... Well, oh, never mind. I was thinking of something from Fear Street. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there's a (laughs) good scene with a a knife in there as well. Uh, So they're saying, you know, where... She says, she asked him, where is the dark room? So essentially, he's he's our exposition. He explains that, yeah, the red room's gone, but this is something new. This is the dark room, and it's it, people yeah. are uh, that little girl. He was saying is like one of the recruits. So they've now recruited a bunch of new kids to be a new type of widow, which. I, I get them saying that of like, ah, oh, you know, it's new and different, but at the end of the day, it's the exact same thing. Like they're still being trained to be child assassins basically. Or yeah. did you catch something else from that? No, no, no. I, and, and I think she even says that later. Um, she says the only motives I, I need to know about them are that they are training children to become assassins. So, um, but yeah, I, I think he, I think he was, I guess, one of their trainers or I don't think he was a handler, but I mean, whatever, whatever it was, I think Yosef, she and Yosef probably had a, a, a close bond, um, which is weird to say because he was part of a program that uh, raised child murderers. But yeah, but, but that's the same as uh, her, you know, being close to her parents in the movie like yeah they yeah, were literal murderers but they were yep. like family and so she may he mentioned something here too and so i think this is where we get to it but he says uh he says i'm on the list he says at one point uh but then she yep. says or oh oh no it's right here actually i was i was skipping over it. i was trying to find i was like okay what's this list but just so he says all known associates of the original red room program all of the students all of its teachers anyone who could possibly be a complication for them that's what that's what weeping lion wants is he wants this information on all of this and so she says you know he's blackmailing me and she says i'm playing along with him until i can kind of know what the end game is but right now i just need to get that list which is interesting i would say because yeah i'm trying to remember i I, doesn't he just want it for to like get the kids basically to have his own Um, army yeah 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 i hadn't thought about that i thought it was just to find out more about her but she he already knows everything that there is to know about natasha so yeah, I wonder if um, I wonder yeah, if he's even just trying to get revenge and like if I can just kill all of them. And maybe maybe they dive into it a little yeah, more when he like has his list. villain turn. Yeah, like a hit list, exactly. 
Um, but yeah, so he, she kind of tells him she, she rests and he says, I love that too. We get, we actually get a 12 hours later, you know, she's sitting out there yeah. enjoying the fire. Like we're getting the recuperation where she, this is the, the Barton farm so, solved in uh, one panel as opposed to 20 minutes. But uh, <laughs> I just loved it. You know, he's stoking the fire and, uh, and she just leaves and uh, walks out in the snow and we get another beautiful shot of her just walking and walking and walking and gets to this spot where she sees the facility and says well damn and just so great but then we get more action bits of and it almost it felt a lot like uh daredevil and like david aja's iron fist uh, if you've read that the immortal iron fist where they would do these things in the panel where they'll they'll zoom in on something and so yeah, like, yeah, they've yeah. got it here on this one where they do this yep yeah when they yep. do the little circle thing like I, I thought that was super cool it's always nice and then yeah she's just taking these people out she says jackpot when she gets everything in and now she's again you god so this for those following on marvel unlimited page 16 of this issue like just yes i mean at almost every one of these pages you could print out and put as a poster on a wall Mm-hmm. it just is amazing and then we find that the headmistress is still alive she sneak, you know she sneaks in she infiltrates and surprise surprise she's been alive and i love this she says remember what i always taught you about time it is the enemy of all living things the years appear to be the years appear to have been kind to you of course until now so i'm sure she's got some sort of i mean that that is like that's classic comics basically classic marvel yeah. comics i feel like every tom dick and harry in marvel comics has been given the legacy uh isn't that what it is the legacy serum the thing that just is like the excuse for oh that's why you live forever you got that serum from shield yeah. that allows you to live for like nick fury's got it and yeah that's how that's kind of well, what i took is that what you thought yeah, well yeah i mean <laughs> yes but th- there is in uh because i i reread all of the solo series getting ready to record with you yeah um and that it does explain a little bit in uh richard k morgan's run uh i think it was 2004 2005 but it does genetically altered um for increased durability and uh increased strength it's not like superhuman it's just like healing property well i guess that is superhuman (laughs) fast healing like wolverine kind of like wolverine um and then the durability and then the speed and then longevity so uh, they're not immoral, but it is it is very similar. It sounds like to uh, Super Soldier Serum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which again, it's like every hero has exactly. super durability yep. and super yep. you know all all of the things that make them not human, so that they can keep making comics. Yeah, but she has a great. I loved this conversation because this was one of those. Uh, I'm like, what? Why are you doing this? Like, you could have just ended now. Uh, Recluse shows up and she's like, I'm the boss, basically. I, I no longer, I loved this line too. She says, and I no longer belong to mother. And I'm, I'm thinking, you will, people, we always will belong to mother. But, uh, <laughs> but she says, you know, I'm going to kill you. And uh, the mother or headmistress says, no, like, you shouldn't fight her right now. If you truly think that you're as good as she is, wait till she's healed because she's injured right now and i'm just like i don't know as like 
It's weird, right? Well, it, it made sense for the story because again, we're trying well, to do yeah. a 12 issue minis, a 12 issue series. But at the end of the day, isn't that when you want to strike? If you're really, truly a bad guy, like hit them while they're down and really knock them yeah. out. Not only that, but she says, give her the files. She says, give her everything that she needs. And I, she says, give the baby its bottle. I loved that. Yep. And uh, says, yeah, she'll be back, but uh, she'll be fully healed and ready to go. And I'm just like, you missed your opportunity. That was probably the, I mean, in hindsight, looking at all the, the issues, she missed her opportunity. She probably could have beat her if she'd have actually done something. And she doesn't. No, it is. It's, it's interesting. I, I like th this dynamic between headmistress and recluse or recluse and Natasha, I think would have made for a fascinating um, saga if they had chosen to do like a, a Black Widow trilogy or, right, or something. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think it would have been a fascinating story to uh, dissect a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I really, I really enjoy it. I, I, I mean, that, that part baffled me. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand if there was like some sort of, uh, a dare I say maternal care for Natasha there. Cause she prefers Natasha over right. her own daughter. Headmistress prefers Natasha over Anya. Uh, and she always has. And that's why it's always been like a weird sibling rivalry. Mm -hmm. um, Which is interesting because, again, Yelena is nowhere to be found in this series. So it's like mm -mm. it's weird to think of how many, quote unquote, siblings she has because yeah. all of these girls. And you know what I think is a huge miss, too, is that there isn't like a series or whatever where all of these characters have different spider names. Like, I, I get that we've got the Peter Parker verse with like Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen, but mm -hmm. here we've got Black Widow, Recluse. I'm waiting for like Wolf Spider. That's like a really big guy that is like, was allowed in the program. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones like Burroughs, but Jumping Spider, that's like, you know, a Black Widow yeah. that can jump really high. Like that would be kind of cool. Uh, I'm sure you could easily pull off a mini series. You probably don't need an ongoing for that, but uh, that's my, my ask for Marvel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so by the end of this, she she gets her intel, leaves, and uh, and she's being pursued by Agent Elder at the end there. And we now kind of get, I think this next issue is where we really dive into what she, uh, kind of what's on there, what she wants. I'm looking at it as I yeah. go through it. But yeah, so Agent Elder does spot her. They start walking and she's doing the classic uh, spy stuff of like, I know we're being tailed. I know we're being watched, but you know, yada, yada, I have to do this. Like, just let it play out the way that it does. I promise, you know, I've, I'm trying to help, but I don't know enough. And then by the end of it though, she ends up, or he ends up getting shot. And so he, I believe he dies, but then his car blows up as well. So like they really are going through it. And so she, she escapes in the car though. She busts a window and drives off. And as this happens, we see weeping lion about to start crying because she's getting away and uh, he's super upset and they're kind of, ex and I love this cause you don't even, I didn't even catch this as you're getting to these scenes, but mm -hmm. the guy is right there. Like yep. he's right there in these spots too. And I didn't even notice it now. Cause I'm wondering like weeping okay. lion is killing these people. This guy's not mentioning anything, but we start to get the seeds planted of there's yep. somebody bigger behind the weeping lion. And while this is happening, Natasha's trying to, uh, you know, get away, escape. She kind of escapes in a parking garage. This felt very baby driver 
of them driving around all the different loops of it. And again, no dialogue. Fast and furious. Yes, yes, very <laughs> fast and furious like. And so they bust out, they smash out the side of this and she uses uh, one of her, her you know, rope things and hooks herself to a wall and saves. Mm-hmm. So she saves them both. I don't think he, um, I don't think he's, he dies. I'm looking through here. I don't think he actually dies. He's just seriously, oh no, he does. No, not, not until, yeah. Yeah, they, at, this was, this was, in my opinion, the biggest twist of this entire series. So she's got the intel. She gives the intel over, but then this guy mm-hmm. pulls his grenade, pulls one of the bad guy's grenades to try and, you know, as a last ditch effort and everybody blows up. Of course, Natasha gets away, but the bad guys blow up. <laughs> he blows up and the intel blows up. So now, yeah. and I loved it. He says, if no, if I, if we can't have it, no one can. And I liked that. I was like, okay, yeah. that's an instance where, you know, you always get frustrated with those people and it's like, God, you're so annoying that you would ruin it. But in this case, it made sense. I loved it. Yes. And the, um, this is the, this is like the turn, right? So the information blows up and then we start over the next few pages, we start learning that Natasha really did have the upper hand. Um, and she, she was playing, she says, she tells, she tells Bucky she was playing along. So that's where it's like the classic Natasha turn where you realize oh she wasn't being duped like she she knew yeah no it it uh never put it past her like never underestimate natasha because even i did feel that way too i was like wow she's kind of in over her head but then i was like oh okay never mind she's she's fine yeah i mean we've got some great shots here some great pagers of when that explosion goes off and she slams into the car and kind of gets up like so brutal And now, uh, now he said, Weeping Lion says, now she burns. Uh, she knew the consequences if those files didn't make it out here. And so they uh, release the information. And what what is that information? Uh, we find out at this point that, well, at least at the end of this, that Tony Stark is now coming after Natasha. And uh, yeah, so there's a, there's a great bit in this one too. The, so essentially what it is, is that she kidnapped Ho Yinsen and sent him to that warlord. So yeah. the so when Iron Man is in the cave, which again they which is funny because in the comics recently they'd been retconning it to be that it was Afghanistan because it originally was in Vietnam when it happened when it happened, and they've retconned it to that. But in this, it's not that anymore. It's still Vietnam, which I thought was kind of interesting because they're talking about, was it like a Chinese uh, drug lord or something like that? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I thought they made it uh, um, Afghanistan again. But I guess, again, it doesn't matter. It's the same, you know, same sort of situation, but it's funny to think about that and to put that lens on him throughout the series to say without Black Widow, Iron Man would not exist which is a very interesting concept because he is pissed at her. He finds out that she's the one who did this. And so he's like, that's it. And so she's making, <laughs> and, and is this maybe what you're referring to too, where she's like making this phone call in the phone booth and he uses yeah. all of that to track her. And he's like, come on. And she's like, yeah, you know, whatever, basically playing dumb. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> wow, I like they really built it up in the last episode or issue of like, here we go again. Iron Man's going to fight, you know, Black Widow. Cool. Here comes the superhero fight. I really yep. liked how they subverted that. Mm-hmm. And, and he's he, like, I just want to talk. And I was yeah. like, 
you tony stark after civil war two you just wanted to and civil war one you just yep. want to talk oh okay turned over a new leaf i guess mm-hmm. a little bit of compassion there exactly so what, whatever i whatever i was gonna do to you would be redundant <laughs> yes exactly yeah because you know oh i mean she's been through so much and and they do they most of that issue is the flashback showing what happened and how she betrayed him and yeah, she says, oh yeah, I love that on the phone. She says, yeah, an old flame just showed up to kick my ass. It's been that yeah. kind of day. Yeah. But then we find out she's like, somebody has a very long voicemail on their phone. Because <laughs> yeah. she like fake called somebody. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was just so great. But yeah, he says, uh, there's a stark office a couple blocks from here. We could go there and you can try and explain yourself and try to convince me that you weren't responsible for the death of the man I owe everything to, which I loved. I, I you know, at the end of the day, yeah. if Stark's going to get mad about something, I like that it's that because he's such a, he's so uh, high and mighty that you would, you know, mm-hmm. even in the movie, he, he doesn't even ask the guy's name for like so long, yeah. but then by the end of it, he really cares about him. So I love that he really does care about Ho Yinsen. So that was thinking outside of himself. Yeah, exactly. Did did you catch that when she's on the phone? I can't, there, somebody's on the phone. It's this, it's this panel. Um, I think it's the first page of the issue. Okay. Um, They, they say um, agent Romanoff, formerly known as black widow, no longer has any ties with shield. And then it says, thank you, commander Carter we'll be back after the break um so they're interviewing somebody from shield but it's not commander hill it's commander carter i wonder so if that's is that sharon, sharon carter yeah yeah because so, if this if this is one it is and i'm trying to remember hill, hill my was math at the beginning. right but i'm wondering because there was a there was a moment where sharon was the one that was running point on a lot of things when yeah. uh what was it when when Steve went uh, into that time loop in Rick Remender's run? Uh, I feel like that was right around the same time because that was like around all new Marvel okay. now. So maybe it was Sharon running things. I but th- I, I thought that too. I was like Commander Carter. Yeah. I was like, and this, that same thing. Would've... I was like, I thought it was Hill. Yes. So this would have been months later. This issue would have been months later. So that's probably what. Okay, mm-hmm. I got it. Gotcha. Thank just, you. But yeah, because you know, but it's weird because then at the final issue says that it takes place after was yeah, it after back. Civil War? Civil, Civil War Two? Secret War? Civil no, War? I think it was Civil War Two. Okay. Which I haven't read in a while, but yeah, I just remember you know there was that whole piece with uh, Hill and Pleasant Hill where she like created that whole place for all the, you know, the people and she like took the fall for it. And they were like, you're no longer, you know, in command and all this. Cause you basically screwed up. And okay. um, so, yeah, maybe Fairly it is, sense. but yeah, it could also be, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't not trust Mark Wade. He knows his stuff, but it's also yeah. possible. They, I, they have to have people reading over these and being like, no, that's not, yeah. new. that's usually like Dan Buckley's job. Yep. Okay. Um, that makes sense. So yeah, so she so they talk together, and finally we um, we see you know she's surprised she tricked him, and so she uh, says thank you for the access to being in here, and so she uses his uh, stuff to like his computer system to get shipping addresses and labels for where I think that's what it was right. She's using like a shipping label to track where it's going, and that's how yeah. she finds where the weeping lion is. Yes. Yeah. And then we get another gorgeous page 
towards the end of her just standing outside and then cracking her fists together and then ringing the doorbell to go in to the weeping lion's place. And she has a great fight with him. Uh, really brutal. And this is where we find out the big reveal at the end of this issue that he uh, is not actually the weeping lion. The weeping lion is this other guy who um it's there was his bro- he says it was don't hurt my brother so i they may yeah. be brothers but that could also be like the black widow version of brother where it's like they're just they're cousins but they call themselves brothers sort yeah. of things but he reveals that he's a tell his name is uh elijah uh is it nazevic it's a k-n-e-z-v-i-c yeah but he says i'm the true the true weeping lion and he's a telepath so that's kind of how he's gotten to where he's gotten, obviously, is by reading people's minds, controlling people's minds. Uh, another interesting manipulation in terms of Black Widow and her legacy of manipulation, where he's doing the exact he's kind of like the purple man yeah. in that regard. But she Ooh. I love this part. You know, he tries to use his power on her. And she says, I just stole uh, information from Iron Man. Do you think that's all I stole? In fact, I found two more gadgets of interest, an earpiece designed to prevent invasion of the mind and this, and it's a repulsor. And she blasts him through a window. He's now covered in glass and blood. And she says, here's the deal. You work for me now. Mm -hmm. I loved that. I love that. I want that Funko Pop, this Funko Pop with her. her Oh yeah, that would be so cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that would be insane. And now we start into the second arc, which is no more secrets. And so yeah. uh, we now see that they're so they're tag teaming, and uh, we get a little bit of backstory, like you said uh, earlier in this uh, the episode about the weeping lion. So what it turns out is that when Natasha was a young child assassin, she assassinated their father, and that she was yeah. told no witnesses, and so presumably killed the other person in there. And so this guy, this last guy is still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that is how it looks. The other, the other kids in the hospital now. So the father died, the kid was severely injured and now he's the telepath. The injured party is this giant guy. So he ends up turning into it, but he says, you know, I'm basically classic villain stuff. I'm going to devote my whole life to kind of seeking vengeance for that. And yeah, you're right. He says brother, but in here he says in time cousin. So it is that same situation. But what'd you think of this whole backstory? um man i it's so oh it's so dark it's so brutal um i i think i think it's good for us to kind of get a glimpse into the um how nasty and like how warped the dark room or the the red room was to these girls to these young girls um i also i appreciated the uh this is gonna sound weird i appreciated the violence uh like this is what it felt like to me to watch the movie um because it is the black widow is just that very um it's really bloody. It's really bloody. It's really gory. Um, and to see this, like, however old she was, 10, 10 year old child slit this grown man's throat. Um, and then you also see that that's where she gets, that's where she gets wounded. 
Um, and that, so at the beginning where headmistress is knitting her wound, oh, um, okay. you're seeing what happened. Um, That's cool for a full circle. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the Wade, his writing is so good. I, I, I said, I think I told you earlier that this gets better every time I read it, but it, I think it's probably in my top two or three uh, Black Widow comics. I just, yeah. I love it so much, but yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, super it's great. dark. Yeah, so after the flashback, we catch up with them. They've now found where the the new dark room is because obviously they relocated, and uh, they they get in her and the weeping lion, which I, I liked this team up. And I, you know, the whole time, obviously, I'm like waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like we can't trust yeah. trust this guy, but I did like seeing them work as a team. That's kind of like having Baron Zemo in your corner, sort of thing. Yes, but I loved yeah. how they go in, and you know, the headmistress shows up. And she is all brittle and old as she typically is and recluses with her. And the, you know, he says, I need, like, we need the Intel and weeping lines. Like, all right, I'm going to get it. I'll just pull it from her mind. And I love this. She pulls out the gun and she says, I'm faster than you. You trained me. Like we both know that I can snap your frail wrist before you can pull that trigger. She says wrong and shoots herself in the head. And oh my, that, that scene, that panel of like quick bits of flashbacks and it looks like shattered glass, just perfect. And I love too, that, you know, she being black widow still calls out to weeping lion, like find what you can salvage what you can. Like, you know, her brain is not gone yet, even though she's dead. Like, you know, there's still probably a couple minutes before it truly is gone. I loved that. Like, oh, what a twist. I was not expecting her to shoot herself, but that was so perfect for her character. Like, what what else? Come on. Like, you're an old, old woman. Like, you got nothing else to do. You might as well get out of there. So what a perfect way to go in that regard. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And she, she didn't deserve a peaceful death anyway. So good riddance yep yep and now we get the the great bits we were talking about two of this mental exhaust between widow and recluse where weeping lion is in her head and says she's actually afraid of you and she's like that's a lie that's a lie and she says i loved this so here's the part she says she saw and so she's saying you know why did mother always love you more she says because she respected me she saw in me the will to conquer my fears without doubting myself you never had that and so i i it made me love this series more because again i you know we i saw that in the in the beginning and i was like this is just like the movie this is just like what we talked about and i was like i wonder if they'll call that out and here they are calling it out like she is afraid but she doesn't doubt that she can do it and she says if you did you'd have already pulled that trigger because she's got the gun to her head and she says good girl and takes it away like i love that i pity you you wasted your entire life trying to be me that will never happen you are too weak oh and she i mean someday someday what They'll sing your praises. They'll write your story. You don't have a story, little one. You're simply a footnote in mine. Actually, that sounds very like Loki. Uh, where he says, re- a yeah. detour, <laughs> an irrelevance. I love that line. Uh, but yeah, so she says, you'll pay for what you've done. I swear it. And it's like, okay, yeah, I'm sure you do. Let me, let's see how that goes. Love that. Oh yeah. And he says, you want me to pop her head? And she's like, <laughs> yeah. she isn't worth the effort, but honestly he should have. 
And yeah, then we get the very end here. Her mother did just die. I'm not a monster. And it says that as the flashback of him killing his dad. And he says, right. Oh, and then the next episode's called Little Monsters. Like, ah, and we get another gorgeous cover of, I I saw this cover and I was like, ooh, are we getting to see Nick Fury on the moon? Like, yep congrats to marvel for being like yeah that's what it is could you draw a crescent moon that looks like nick fury like how cool is that (laughs) super cool i don't even think i took a screenshot of this but i'm doing it now um yeah so this next one you could you could argue this one felt well it didn't fully feel like a detour i felt like them going to the moon felt like a detour because the whole nick fury bit felt very like oh let's connect this to the mcu but the beginning of this issue was so good because now they have the intel they know there are and and headmistress revealed this basically that they have already dispatched their their baby widows out into the world so it's like it's up for you to find them if you want to and so she's they're racing to the white house i believe and and this one widow wants to kill the vice president so there's a great great fight and you know widow's using all of her wits and wiles she's got a a costume a little alias and these little kids can fight and this is where let me see what panel or page this was where i mean it's in the beginning for sure but even as i'm going through like you look on page the one where it's just her she's at the top of the panel shooting a gun and she just looks like a full-on adult and there's another scene too where i'm just like girl yeah 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 felt very adultish And even the way that they talked, like just, oh, here, no, here it was. It's this one, page 13. So a couple pages further, the very final panel at the very bottom, it almost looks like she has a giant head. But it's like an adult head on a baby body. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and on the next page, too, where she's holding the gun. And she says, I cannot fail her. Like, she looks like an adult. Yeah, she does. And just the, the things that the the way that Chris Samney is drawing her with the the there's like lines lines on the face like where uh what do you call it not laugh lines obviously but like uh like uh, uh, by the mouth lines? like just age lines yeah. by the mouth and then by the by the uh, eyebrows yeah yeah um th- it makes it makes them look uh like they've lived a lot of life already yeah have you ever seen uh once upon a time in hollywood yes yeah yeah you like that movie yes there's uh, i just watched it recently and there's this bit my brother and i always laugh at where he's like what is your name and he says i'm the devil and i'm here to do the yes. devil's business and he's like yes. no nah, that's not it it's like uh, it's like Rex or something. The guy's like, shoot him, Tex. Ah, that's right. Uh, and she's like, what's your name? And she says, Death. My name is Death. Yes. Uh, that reminded me of that too. Where she, you know, I'm doing the devil. We get a cool <laughs> shot then of Shield showing up a little too late, in my opinion. To um, yes. again, it's like Shield's. What are you guys doing? Like Black Widow stole your stuff. Arguably, you wouldn't have been able to stop her anyway. But how did you not know that there was a security threat at the White House? Like. How are you not there sooner? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me. But they got them out. They saved them. And now we get back to the weeping lion. And we actually get back to the fake weeping lion. Who's he's yes. got? He's actually been capturing these kids. So we see now that, Ugh. okay, so now all of these kids are in a cage. And I hated this, you know, this whole panel where it says, I have a brother myself. 
He mm-hmm. loves children. And so I'm just, gross. Oh, I know. I mean, and, and to think, I mean, I'm sure he didn't do anything to them, but like just the fact that he's got them all shackled together in this well, dingy basement of a dungeon. It was that it felt very Drakov. Yes. Um, yes. The way the way that he's just talking about them, like. Uh, it, it's just slimy. Mm hmm. Yep. And you know, I'm looking here too. We uh, we don't even really see Mick, Nick Fury. So honestly, that was a very misleading cover. But at the very end of this, we reveal, oh, we're going to we're going to the moon, and now we get to see Bucky, which was great. Very happy to see she's back. Uh, this part sort of at this point, it's not that it didn't make sense to me. Uh, this is a very globe trotty uh, series. But it was like, okay, you you know, you just defeated the Red Room and in the next issue, you're at the White House and you know everything about, I guess the telepath can help with that. But then the next issue, she's back in Russia. And I'm just thinking like, does Natasha get jet lag? That's probably a part of the serum. It probably prevents jet lag. (laughs) But I would be like flying from Russia to DC to Russia again. Like, (laughs) but she shows up and uh, Iosef is dead. He's he's shot and, and dead on the ground or he's barely dead but being used as bait for yeah. what we assumed was, well, yeah, it was recluse, but she ends up getting Bucky. So was the situation here that Bucky was going to try and help her or well, like, what was the deal with but that? Bucky was, um, oh, so this, her. well, th- this is kind of spillover from, I think that this is just my opinion, but it's spillover from the winter soldier series that was, a couple years before this so their last interaction um he blames himself for what happened to her in that series i won't ruin it for anyone who wants to read it but um it talks about it a little bit in this series so i don't think it's a spoiler but Mm. she gets brainwashed again um by the same guy who brainwashed her in the red room and he erases a bunch of her memories and erases uh her and Bucky's relationship because they were romantically involved Mm -hmm. and he erases uh all of her memories about Bucky and so I think it's partly because he still loves her I think it's partly he feels responsible and guilty but he's he's keeping an eye on her um and I'll 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 go back to this later but there there was a panel at the White House, where it mm-hmm. showed one of the C- the Shield agents with a ponytail, oh. I was like, mm, "That's that's interesting." And, but it didn't show the face; it yeah. just showed like a ponytail. Was that Recluse? Um, no, it it was Bucky. It, oh. We find out later it was Bucky. So he's been keeping an eye on her. This oh, okay, time. yeah, because I think doesn't she get pissed safe. about that? She's like, "You've been yes. stalking me." Yeah, let's get to the insulting part. Why have you been following me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. yeah, so, you know, Recluse thinks she's got the upper hand and Natasha's like, I don't think you understand, you freaking idiot. Like, I'm <laughs> always going to be ahead of you. I know this place upside down. And so she shoots a dart thing into a Maltese falcon sitting on a table yeah. that opens up a trap door and her and Bucky fall down into it. And then we get more, more art, more amazing art. And we just the get pages of so good. The reds and oranges in the background. All of them are in shadows except for Bucky's arm. Like the choices there were amazing. I, I loved this. Very good. 
Yeah, very, very good. That was that was the understatement of the year. And they, <laughs> you know, they take the fight outside, they bust through a wall, and they are now fighting in the snow back to back. And I love the call out later on in the series when she's like, You both like you fought me to a draw, you know, when she's yeah. saying, which they kind of did. I love this. She's about to uh widow bite her and ends up zapping Bucky's arm. And you know, as I'm reading this too, I think. I think Marvel missed a really big opportunity of Natasha and Bucky getting together because I feel like both of them have that same hang up of nobody knows what I've been through and I can't be with somebody who doesn't get that sort of thing. And they're perfect for each other in that regard. Like they've both done a ton of horrible things that they want to atone for. And they both came, well, in the comics, they both came from the red room. So and it, you know, and you there's yeah. the links are there anyway, right? Because he, you know, Melina talks about them exchanging stuff with the Winter Soldier program and all of that. Like they're basically, I wouldn't say cousins, mm-hmm. but they're you know in cousins, uh, sister organizations, I guess you could say. Um, I, yeah, I just, there there's a piece uh, for me. You know, everybody got their happy ending. Somewhat, you know, Clint got his family back. Iron Man, he was he married pepper and and had a daughter steve got to live live out his years with peggy um i feel like there was just there and maybe there still is i don't know that's my denial speaking but yeah you know bucky bucky deserves a happy ending too and so does natasha you know yeah yeah we, i mean we got the hints of, of that too but i just I'm hoping they bring her back in some capacity because I just think, I mean, at the end of the day, the more that I've seen, the more that I've watched and listened, it really does seem like, and and I could be wrong, but it seems like ScarJo probably was done being Natasha, which is fine. Everyone's got their limit, but the way that it was like, everyone kept saying how, like, I can't believe that. And I I really like the way Feige said it, where he was like, this is Black Widow's movie, but she was very big on making sure the ensemble cast had, stuff right like yeah. had storylines which she's like he did she said he said she didn't have to do that but she wanted to she wanted to produce and help produce so maybe she was like this is going to be my baby i want to go out on a high note and uh you know kind of just leave it at that but it, it is a bummer like yeah. i could have totally seen them honestly well i guess not i was going to say they could have had a cool scene with her and bucky at uh clint's cabin but Bucky was still sort of the winter soldier at that point. So I don't think it would have worked out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So by the end of this, you know, they, they defeat her and he says, and, and it, come on, you know, Bucky turns around and we get this cool superhero pose where he says, Nick Fury yeah. would like a word with you. And I'm like, okay, dude, calm down. Uh, but then we still don't hear from Nick Fury two issues after we get that cool cover. Uh, but this issue ends with um, I, what is his name? we're just gonna call him the weeping lion he shows up with weeping he shows up with the the faux weeping lion and tells the girls he says how would you girls like to get some air so hmm, interesting (laughs) there and uh moving on now we've only got a couple issues left and i i I am appreciating that we're breaking these down issue by issue because i Mm -hmm. think there is a lot to unpack but so yeah this next issue suddenly uh weeping lion is back with natasha uh we don't know how but uh, they're flying to the moon, uh, much like Frank Sinatra would say, with uh, Bucky flying, and they land, and we find out that the weeping lion was actually bringing a stowaway on board. There's a little weeping willow in there, or weeping widow, but 
I like Weeping Willow. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, so we get to this point where there's a little bit of, uh, you know, conversation between them, yada, yada. And I, I'm going to get to this part with Nick Fury because, like, what is it? Yeah, he literally doesn't say anything, I don't think. He starts, he starts walking around. And I, I, I liked this. This is one of my favorite pieces of Original Sin. And I, it's not a secret that I wasn't a fan of that series. But I liked that it was like, here's your penance, Nick. You're, you are the unseen yeah. on the moon. You have to watch everything like The Watcher, all of that stuff. And what happens? Oh, yeah, we actually get a pretty cool bit, which was like, how do you defeat the weeping lion? Well, have him think that he can handle all of the secrets of the universe. And Nick Fury just looks at him and his eye lights up and then his head explodes inside of the, that was actually really crazy because he starts seeing everything. Oh God, the knowledge, all of it. Yeah. There's it's, it's beautiful. And then, you know, blows up, but all the while <laughs> he writes. So Nick Fury hasn't said a word. And he just no. writes in the he writes some Russian in the in the moon and says friend that says friendship, which I think he meant to say friend ship. And they're like, yes. ah, it's the ship. The ship's leaving. It's like, so so Nick, you had us fly <laughs> all the way out to the moon to say, hey, someone's trying to steal your ship. You could have just texted us and said, don't worry about coming because if they hadn't come, there wouldn't have been an issue. So yeah. again, you know, it's not devoid of its nitpicks. I would say it was still cool that we got to see them go onto the moon, but yeah, this, if I, if, if there was a weak issue in here, I would probably say it was the Nick Fury storyline and this piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was forced. I, I think the, um, the thing about the the friendship it does say i don't know if it's the next issue but wherever the dark room is located mm -hmm. the the code name for that for that place is is the friendship oh so but, maybe that oh then maybe he saw the code and was passing that along to them yes well yes and it was but the way that they wrote that was a little bit confusing because bucky's dialogue bubble overlaps right. so you think he's just talking about the the ship but it's a good point it's it's the code name for wherever they they're the the dark room is but they could have figured that out without having to go to the moon yeah, but yeah i think black widow's smart enough to guess friendship as the you know the code <laughs> but yeah they escape they obviously stop this little uh widow girl and knock her you know lock her up on the ship and uh bucky and uh natasha kiss which was great and got really the re i bet mark wade was like god i got the perfect line for this but i'm gonna need to do some footwork chris we're going to the moon and he's like what why and he goes trust me trust me oh. trust me and uh, you know, they kiss and get to the end and he says she says don't worry barnes we'll always have the moon like i bet you he was thinking about that line yeah. and was like "Ooh, okay so hey cool it was worth it in that sense that's it yep, yep. and now yep. we see that uh oh and this was actually pretty crazy so recluse is teaming up in a sense with weeping lion the, the faux weeping lion but she kills him she says come here and give me a kiss and then stabs him guts him and he's dead yep. and then the other widow girls in a very brutal scene start ripping him to pieces from beyond the cell so they're like biting him breaking his fingers and, and all this stuff just and this part was honestly really sad and it made me just the art of him looking where it says dot 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 exclamation point and then yep. that final part after he gets shot where his eyes just look 
And you can tell there's a little bit of uh, dust in there too, where he's about to start weeping. And I just was yep. like, wow. And again, I didn't, he doesn't deserve my pity, but I felt bad for him. I was like, man, yeah. that has got to be, that's like one of the worst ways to go. Oh, man, Yeah, being uh, ripped apart by a bunch of uh, little girls. That's yeah not cool where where did they get the gun though did they like steal it from him or yeah he had he had a gun on him okay she liked i think she took the gun and then gave it to them or something slid it over okay. sort of thing yeah yep and from there uh we move on to the final two issues which is essentially the finale of this and i i enjoyed this it may have been a little long in the tooth uh but not in a bad way just that they, they stretched it in a good way because we got to see some cool yeah. action scenes. But essentially what happens at the end is all of these widows are, uh, they're, they're trying to reset or wipe the hard drives of all of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so they all have to collect keys and uh, we get some great scenes in here, but they're basically, they all have to collect the keys, turn the keys at the same time, at the same time, and uh, all of the shield files across the world will get cl wiped clean, basically. Yeah. And so in this first issue, they've all broken in, but Natasha is also breaking in. We get amazing pages of art uh, like yes. this one and many more. This is on page 14 of the 11th issue. But this issue had that Winter Soldier vibe of her breaking in and, and going down and shooting people as she's sneaking around in the, yep. the belly of the ship sort of thing. It felt a lot like that. It, it felt, yes, it felt like that. And I got the, the red room vibes uh, from the movie, mm. them, all, all the widows, you know, wearing matching, matching get-ups and um, it, it felt like I'm looking at, I'm looking at this now. I don't know what piece. Oh, yep. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, it's it's I feel like they got at least the color palette. The color palette is very much the same. Um, but yeah, the the this art is just it's, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean unbeatable, and it's all dark, but then we get the beautiful shot of her charging up her widow's bite, and then the colors change, and now it's a bright yellow, and she's fighting them. And then we get a gorgeous page of headmistress coming out in full force, recluse. I don't know if she's changing her name or what, but uh, she's got a great new costume and uh, a weird weapon cool whatever it's like a weird blade that looks like a violin bow like a double violin yeah, bow it's like right? a switchblade but like a sword yeah yeah i mean i was digging her i dig her costume but i yeah. her weapon and natasha even calls that out at that point of her, of her choice but we get what i i think is one of the coolest most classic uh spy type endings to this ever of her she explains all of the girls have to turn these keys all at the same time and they have to do it at new at when the clock strikes 12 otherwise mm -hmm. blah 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 and so she says go ahead kill them like kill any one of them you want you're not going to be able to kill all of them i'll even go and turn the key myself if you kill one of them like you you've lost and so what does natasha do she shoots the clock and so now they don't know when 12 is. It was just so perfect. I loved that. And it's like, she's like, no. And so then, you know, her plan is completely ruined. She pulls the emergency flood and, uh, you know, saves the girls. And we get this badass shot at the end of this where she says, I remain a, a better fighter than you, but a lesser mm -hmm. assassin. 
She says, exactly. And do you know why that is, you pathetic relic? She says, because I care. You're here to exploit these girls. I'm here to save them. We that's that's the superhero. That's Natasha. That's the superhero. It, yes. Oh. That's the the purging of the red room. That's yes. her wiping out her ledger. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they get the or was that to be con or it says to be concluded, but oh, that's the end. Did we was that the twelve issue? Oh, oh yes, no! It, whoops, I was kind of well, looking at. Uh, oh, I see. I see. Okay, <laughs> I was looking at my photos. I was like, damn, that ended quick. But I basically <laughs> skipped over the whole 12 uh, issue. So let me see if there's anything else we missed. Yeah, she essentially breaks that. And then they go through the water and they're fighting. And that is the ending, though, where she says, I care. But we get another giant well, waterfall scene of them falling out of the waterfall or of a recluse falling yes. to her uncertain demise. Yes, I, I, I appreciated that this run. Get, so here at the end. Natasha gives them the choice mm -hmm. uh, to choose their own fates, essentially. Um, and because uh, because Recluse says, you know, who are you going to who are you going to listen to me or her? And um, and Natasha leaves it to them and they make <laughs> they make Natasha and Recluse um, duke it out. Yep. And so that that and that's when they go over the the over waterfall. The yeah. And so she and I love this too. You're getting a couple like four pages of no dialogue where she's crawling her way back up. She even says at one point, uh, what an interesting blade. I'm surprised you couldn't kill me with something like this. Yeah. But she uses that blade to stop herself from falling and climbs back up and she's battered and bruised and she's climbing up these ladders. And then I love this, the, that final bit where she is helped up by them, uh, by the other widows. And so they yep. kind of pull her up and surprise, surprise, recluse is here. She also did. And so she says, yeah, you know, I learned because I learned less. I love this bit. I actually didn't even realize this. Why do you keep telling yourself uh, you alone have any chance with me? I, she says, you know, you and Bucky couldn't even beat me. She says, yeah. because I learned less from mother than you did. And she says, do not talk about it. But I love that. She's like, I learned less because you, mm -hmm. you listened to her a little too much. And so, yeah, so she says, I'm going to save them. They're going to choose their own path. And then we kind of see, you know, oh, what are they going to decide? And then we get another beautiful uh, panel shot of them walking in the snow and they're carrying mm -hmm. recluse. So they didn't kill her. At least that's what I'm assuming. And they're all walking off. And so some of the, Maria Hill shows up and says, Hey, you know, <laughs> we did our research and realized you're not a bad guy. You, you were, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I was all for appearances. That's fine. And then we see Tony Stark as well saying like, ha ha ha, like, hello, how are you? So kind of like the catch up with all the old friends at the very end. But funny too, uh, what was, uh, yeah, yeah. so the beginning of the first issue or at the end of the first issue, he says, I hope that what's on that drive is worth it. Oh yeah. And she says, me too. And the last lines of this story are Maria saying, come on, Nat, I think it's time to come out of the cold. And she yep. says, me too. And I, that, I mean, I've got chills saying it. I got chills when I read it. Like that was, and she even says at one point too, where she says, as tightly as you embrace your lone wolf act, you've never been truly alone out here. And so and at the end of the day, 
beyond all of the, you know, her getting her stripes and cleaning her ledger to save these girls, this was a really cool story about how she learned to get help from other people and allow other people to help her, which was just, just beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that's actually a through line in a lot of, (laughs) a lot of Black Widow comics. Um, Right. Yeah. There's a a 2019 run where it's all about that. And it actually features Anya, uh, Recluse. But the, I, I liked this, this panel Mm-hmm. Um, yes. where they're, they're the, the widows, the little widows are deciding recluse's fate, but they're standing there and they're holding hands. Yeah, They're holding hands while they're standing over her, which reminds me a lot of that last scene uh, in Black Widow where uh, Yelena is walking through the, the crowd of widows and they're just kind of grabbing hands and holding hands yeah yeah and taskmaster is there too um it's there's a lot of parallels between between this one and and the movie i i feel like it's it's a good mix it's a good mix between this and the the 2004 yep yeah run absolutely so yeah i know we've we've been praising this this series throughout this entire conversation but you know, by the end of it, again, despite some of those very, very minor nitpicks, like this was an excellent story. And I'm really yes. glad I read it. Like I said, I really recommend everybody checking it out. Uh, just because it was very quick. It's very quick to read, but it, it lasts like it stay. those images stay with you. And uh, yeah. even, you know, after you've watched the Black Widow movie, this is the perfect, uh, the perfect thing to, to read. But once you've read this, you may be hungry for a little bit more. So Sarah, why don't you walk us through uh, some of your recommendations of yes. uh, what are some other great Black Widow stories that uh, that our re- listeners can check out? So I, I mentioned um, I've mentioned a, a, a few, uh, but the the one that comes before this uh, that ties into Natasha and Bucky's um, story here is the Winter Soldier. And I, it's a 12 issue, I think a 12 issue run um, by Ed, Bru- Ed Brubaker. I think it's 2012 is when it started. Okay. But um, I highly recommend that one. It's really good. Um, this one, I think I love this one so much. Uh, the, the 2016 Mark Wade run because it's such good character work. It's a lot of great action. But the character work, the way that Natasha is developed character-wise, um, I, I just, I really love it. And then, so this one is in my top three. The next one that's in my top three is the 2004 um, Richard K. Morgan run. I know I talk about it a lot, but it's because I love it so much now. I reread it after I watched the movie and realized that there's, they they pulled a lot of plot points um, from that run. I think they pulled a lot of visuals and a lot of like palette inspiration. I think from the 2016 Mark Wade run, but a lot of the plot points, uh, a lot of the key plot points, things that were really important in the movie, uh, came out of the Richard K. Morgan run. So really really 
recommend that one. So that, and that the, one it, for those of you listening on Marvel Unlimited, that's one of the older ones where they actually don't have things on it. So you can find it as Black Widow 2004. Uh, it does mm-hmm. not say who the writers are in it, but when you click on it and read it, it's a it's a photo of Natasha standing with a big gun in Moscow. So uh, you can't miss it. Yep. And then it, it's actually, it's a two-part it's a two-part series um and it's they're both written by Richard K Morgan so the 2004 one that's that one and then 2005 is uh part two and it's the things they say about her uh and I think that title is on Marvel Unlimited uh but it's got a lot of great Yelena Yelena Natasha dynamic um and then the not the last one, but one of the, I think number three is No Restraints Play. It's a little yes. dark. Children, do not read that until you're like 25. Um, but that one, that one is really good Natasha character work also. Um, and then the last one, I will just say it, it's one of the more recent ones. Um, Besides the current Black Widow run, Kelly Thompson's run right now is pretty good. And uh, Elena Casagrande is a fantastic artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend the current run. But the one before that, 2019, The Web of Black Widow, it's five issues, limited series. Jody Hauser wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, that one also features Recluse. Um, and it features Iron Man, Hawkeye, Bucky and Yelena. Um, and that's also about Black Widow learning to rely on her friends. Um, and, and it's just, it's really good. All, all of the Black Widow, all of the recent ones, especially all of the solo Black Widow recent runs are worth a read in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really pleased with those recommendations. I know you had told me about them a little earlier and I've already added them to my, uh, my read list. I can confirm I did read the 2019 Black Widow though by the Soska sisters. And yes, the No Restraints play a uh, really yes. good one. And, and again, it, it was tough to read, but really good. So you, very yep. uh, rewarding by the end of it, I would say, if you can, if you can make it through and you get, there's some yep. amazing fights in there as well. So fantastic. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on this episode. I'm really happy we got to talk about these Black Widow issues. And uh, again, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, well, for for those of us here at Comics and Cinema, that's going to do it for us this month. Uh, Tune in next time. I haven't decided yet what we'll be talking about, but you'll see it when we post it. So for Comics and Cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll read with you soon. Thank you.